Welcome to The Whole Steward, the holistic approach to wealth from a Christian worldview. I'm your host, Andrew Stanton, and I'm glad you've joined. We live in an abundant world made by God and participate in the economy every day. No matter how rich or poor you are, if you live on this earth, you are a steward of what God has given you. But what is the economy really? We'll see its significance as we look at the roots of the economy today on The Whole Steward. Well, this is episode number 37. I'm glad you've joined. The economy, that is the interaction of the goods and services, the the interactions that you have with people uh, every day is what we usually think of when we think of the word economy. But what are the roots of the economy? I want to dig into that today because you might find it fascinating. I happen to be fascinated by etymology. We looked at the word vocation uh, a few weeks back and Now, today, we'll look at the word economy. I was talking to a good friend this week, and we were talking about economics, and he mentioned how economy is the management of scarce resources. Well, I thought, well, let's look into the history of that word and how we got there. Now, the the numbers for the GDP are in for the second quarter. They came in at an annual rate of 2.1% for the second quarter of 2023. And in the first quarter, the real GDP increased about 2.0%. So the increase in the second quarter primarily reflected increases in consumer spending and business investment that were partly offset by a decrease in exports. Imports, which are a subtraction in the calculation of GDP, decreased. So that comes right off the BEA, the Bureau of Economic Analysis.gov. And those are the official numbers. So the economy grew uh, a little bit. Gross domestic, pro- go- gross domestic product grew just a little, about 2.1%. And remember, that is not necessarily inflation, or the, although the two can somewhat be correlated. Uh, But growth is good for the economy. In fact, it's necessary. A shrinking GDP is very bad for the society. That's some good news. But how much of that is real? It remains to be seen. Anyways, those are the official numbers. But what is the background of the word economy? Let's look at the definition on Webster's. Now, you can see on merriamwebster.com the word economy. There are several definitions. I'll read them to you briefly. Number one is the structure or conditions of economic life in a country, area, or period. That is like the economic system or the economy when we talk about it. Number two would be uh, a thrifty and efficient use of material resources like frugality in expenditures, or B, under number two, efficient and concise use of non-material resources, Uh, for example, such as effort, language, or emotion. 
That sounds kind of like the whole steward. Number three is the arrangement or mode of operation of something, like an organization or a system, especially of interaction and exchange. So when we're interacting with one another, that is an economy. And then number four, which is a bit archaic, but here's where the etymology comes in, and I really like it, the management of household or private affairs and especially expenses. So the history of the word or the etymology is down the page a ways. As a noun, they talk about its roots in Middle English, Middle French, and borrowed from Medieval Latin, and all the way back to the Greek word, which was borrowed from Greek, oikonomia, or the management of a household, direction, or arrangement, from oikonomos, manager of the household, or a steward. From oikos, which is house, and nomos, which is the noun derivative of noimen, to have management or control of, rule, or direct. So you can see why this is relevant for the whole steward. The roots of the word economy come from the management of a household, like a steward. And so you are a participant in the larger economy of your society, but you're also a participant in the family economy or the household economy, which is what a steward usually would be doing. Now, there are 10 places in the New Testament where the Greek word oikonomos is used, and I think you will find them very fascinating. The first one I want to look at is Luke 16.1, which reads, And he said unto his disciples, There was a certain rich man which had a steward, and the same was accused unto him that he had wasted his goods. We've looked at the, uh, the shrewd money manager. That word steward there is oikonomos. Again, in, used in Luke 16, 3. Then the steward said to himself, What shall I do? For my Lord taketh away from me the stewardship, and I cannot dig, and to beg I am ashamed. So you see this word steward there. Again, it's used in verse 8 of the same chapter. And the Lord commended the unjust steward because he had done wisely. For the children of this world are in their generation wiser than the children of light. You see, the steward who knows God and bears God's name as a Christian from a Christian worldview, we approach stewardship from a holistic point of view because all of these things are put under our management by God for a short time on this earth. The next is in Romans 16.23 where it reads, Gaius, who is host to me and the whole church, greets you. Erastus, the city treasurer, and our brother Quartus greet you. So, Right there, the city treasurer 
is that same word oikonomos. It's a steward or a treasurer, especially of finances, but mostly used of a household. 1 Corinthians 4.1 says, Let a man so account of us as of the ministers of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Again there, the word oikonomos. And then in verse 2, Moreover, it is required of stewards that a man be found faithful. So there Paul is saying that he is a steward of the gospel of Jesus Christ. He was made a steward of the good news of Christ. And it is required, moreover, of stewards that they be found faithful. Galatians 4.2 reads like this in the ESV. I mean that the heir, as long as he is a child, is no different from a slave, though he is the owner of everything. But he is under guardians and managers until the date set by his father. The word managers is the word oikonomos, or a steward. Titus 1.7, talking about the qualifications of elders, for an overseer, as God's steward, must be above reproach. He must not be arrogant or quick-tempered or a drunkard or violent or greedy for gain. He goes on, but that word there, stewards, is oikonomos, from which we get our word economy. And then in 1 Peter 4.10, Peter writes, As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. So there, Peter is talking about the gifts that God has given us, spiritual gifts, telling us that we should be good stewards of those gifts that God has given us. And then finally, and this is where I want to dwell today, Luke 12.42, we see the word oikonomos, Again, it's a very powerful passage. It follows Jesus' teaching on the fool who stored up for himself treasure on earth and said uh, that he would build bigger barns because his crop was so abundant. And the Lord said to him, God said to him, You fool, this night your soul is required of you, and then these things, whose will they be? That is like the one who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. Then Jesus teaches on not being anxious about your life, about your body, food that you eat, or the clothes uh, on your back, and that God uh, provides all these things for us abundantly. And instead, to seek first his kingdom and these things will be added to you. And then he goes into that all-important teaching of the stewardship that we have. When you hear the word manager now, in this passage, that is the word steward or oikonomos. So let's look at this passage together. Luke chapter 12, starting in verse 35. Jesus says, Stay dressed for action and keep your lamps burning, 
and be like men who are waiting for their master to come home from the wedding feast, so that they may open the door to him at once when he comes and knocks. Blessed are those servants whom the master finds awake when he comes. Truly, I say to you, he will dress himself for service and have them recline at table, and he will come and serve them. If he comes in the second watch or in the third and finds them awake, blessed are those servants. But know this, that if the master of the house had known at what hour the thief was coming, he would not have left his house to be broken into. You also must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Peter said, Lord, are you telling this parable for us or for all? And the Lord said, Who then is the faithful and wise manager? That's oikonomos. Whom his master will set over his household to give them their portion of food at the present time? Blessed is that servant whom his master will find so doing when he comes. Truly I say to you, he will set him over all his possessions. But if that servant says to himself, My master is delayed in coming, and begins to beat the male and female servants, and to eat and drink and get drunk, the master of that servant will come on a day when he does not expect him, and at an hour he does not know, and will cut him in pieces and put him with the unfaithful. And that servant, who knew his master's will, but did not get ready or act according to his will, will receive a severe beating. But the one who did not know and did what deserved a beating will receive a light beating. Everyone to whom much was given, of him much will be required. And from him to whom they entrusted much, they will demand more. So you and I, as stewards of the things that God has given us, as managers of the spiritual capital, the physical, the intellectual, the experiential, the relational, the cultural, the material, the financial, and the time, we need to be found faithful to serve God and do His will. Jesus is teaching, blessed is the one who is doing His will, acting according to His will, and not straying after the things of this world. However, enjoying God's good gifts and managing them well are absolutely for His glory. So this word, oikonomos, we've seen 10 different places where it's used in the scriptures. The etymology is very fascinating. So the economy, your household economy, how you manage your household, how you manage the things that you are in charge of and taking control of and doing it for his glory. Hey there, it's Andrew. I pour a lot into The Whole Steward, and I'm so humbled you're listening. Did you know I regularly post new articles to our website? I also send the Holistic Approach to Wealth newsletter once a week. 
to which you can subscribe at thewholesteward.com slash newsletter. If you're enjoying what you're hearing on the show, would you share it with a friend or leave us a review? I'd really appreciate it. Oh, and thanks for listening. Hi, this is Gary Pinkerton with Gary's Gulch Podcast. You are listening to The Whole Steward with Andrew Stanton, one of the best researched shows by a man of true passion. Now that you know more, go out and grow more. There is one more thing I want to mention. This week marks the 22nd anniversary from the 9-11 attacks and I remember it like it was yesterday. I was 13 years old and I was at my grandparents' house. My sister came running into the room, woke me up and said, Andrew, America's under attack. Now, a lot of people died in those attacks. A lot of people who were going about their daily lives with no expectation other than the day would be the same as yesterday. You never know when your time is. And if you are not ready to meet your maker, to meet your creator and the perfect, righteous, and holy judge, then you need to trust Jesus today. To trust him for the forgiveness of your sins. To trust him to save you from the penalty that comes from doing wrong. And we remember, we remember those attacks. It's crazy to me to think about that the people who are potentially graduating college this year weren't even born when that day, September 11th, happened. Let's not forget, let's remember to teach the next generation about history, and I'm sure there's plenty of historical events that I'm not super aware of that happened before my lifetime. The other thing is that as the history books are written, they're always written from a biased perspective. There are the facts that are listed as the people see them, and then there are others who write facts in a certain way. And if you dig into the 9-11 attacks, you see that there is a major element of the industrial military complex functioning behind this because then America went into multiple wars following those attacks, some of which cost many, many more American lives including lives of other countries, of our allies around the world, there's big money in war. And it's a very sad thing that the elites who are in charge of the big money would use something like war and suffering and death to pad their pockets, to make themselves wealthy. The same thing is happening right now with the war in Ukraine. There are many, many people, tens of thousands of people 
losing their lives right now because people who sit in high places stand to benefit in a way from war. And it's a sad thing. It's a very sad thing that these young men's lives who are sent to war are used to make other people rich. And you might say, well, the money is just flowing where the value is. Yes, but some people value things that aren't good, like the drug dealer who's smuggling drugs. Yes, people value those, and they are paying big money for it. But does, that doesn't mean it's a good product. And there are lives at stake. Now, I understand war is a part of life because of the fall, because of sin, because of conflict over resources and over societal feuds, but it ought not to be. Anyways, to all the families who suffered the loss of their loved ones, who are now struggling with permanent injuries due to the uh, aftermath, the chemicals, and the cancer-causing issues of the first responders and everyone who went to clean up after the 9-11 attacks. Our hearts and prayers are with you. And for those who lost their loved ones to the military, uh, this is a salute to you. And to those who would play with men and women's lives to pad their pockets, we beg you to stop it. Now, God is the holy judge, and we will be at his mercy one day. So I want to leave you with Psalm 65, an excellent psalm that brings our hearts and minds to the abundant works that God has done. He has made an abundant world and has given us abundant grace. Listen to Psalm 65. Praise is due to you, O God, in Zion, and to you shall vows be performed. O you who hear prayer, to you shall all flesh come. When iniquities prevail against me, you atone for our transgressions. Blessed is the one you choose and bring near to dwell in your courts. We shall be satisfied with the goodness of your house, the holiness of your temple. By awesome deeds, you answer us with righteousness. O God of our salvation, the hope of all the ends of the earth and of the farthest seas, the one who by his strength established the mountains, being girded with might, who stills the roaring of the seas, the roaring of their waves, the tumult of the peoples, so that those who dwell at the ends of the earth are in awe at your signs. You make the going out of the morning and the evening to shout for joy. You visit the earth and water it. You greatly enrich it. The river of God is full of water. You provide their grain, for so you have prepared it. 
You water its furrows abundantly, settling its ridges, softening it with showers, and blessing its growth. You crown the year with your bounty. Your wagon tracks overflow with abundance. The pastures of the wilderness overflow. The hills gird themselves with joy. The meadows clothe themselves with flocks. The valleys deck themselves with grain. They shout and sing together for joy. Amen. We serve an abundant God who has showered His grace upon us and we are blessed to know Him when He calls us near. Life is short. God is the creator of all the abundance we see around us and He is also our Savior. He visits the earth and fills it with abundance. May those words be an encouragement to you this week. Say a prayer for the families affected by the atrocities that happened 22 years ago. And remember, honor God in your oikonomos, your stewarding, your economy. May God bless you. Until next week, now that you know more, go out and grow more. All content on The Whole Steward is for informational purposes only and must not be considered personal, professional, tax, or legal advice. Please consult an appropriate professional for individualized advice. Though we do our best to bring you reliable information, we make no guarantee on its accuracy. So you must rely on your own due diligence to draw your own conclusions. The views expressed by guests on the show are their own and may not represent that of the host. Please visit our website for complete terms and conditions. Thanks for joining us today for the holistic approach to wealth from a Christian worldview. This show is brought to you by thewholesteward.com. 